Did you hear that? Yeah. I heard oh, that. okay. That's good. That's what we're supposed to hear. Hey everyone, this is uh, Leaf. I'm hanging out with my good friend Tess. You're listening Hi. to the <laughs> I'm really excited. Podcast. You're, listen- <laughs> you're listening to the podcast, same team, y'all. The podcast where two librarian best friends talk about stuff they love, tell some library, life lessons we learned along the way. And we always record whenever we're able to, life permitting, of course. Um, I just finished, or I just started watching a part of it. The I watched part of the Elvis Presley movie that <gasps> came out recently. I watched that. Yeah. So, so here, the reason I'm saying this is watching it. So you watch it. This is good. We can talk about this. I watch it, and so I haven't finished it, but I feel incredibly thirsty because he's constantly sweating <laughs> and he's working very- out. And- He's a very moist boy. He's he's the moist. I think he's the original moist he's the boy. King. He's the he's king the of moist boys. The king of the king of moist boys. And <laughs> anyway, like watching that, it made me so thirsty. And I was like, I gotta get some water. Um, that was such an interesting movie. Like, if you are like, I want to watch a biopic, but not like a traditional biopic. I want to watch like a really weird biopic. Then you should definitely watch that Elvis movie by Baz Luhrmann. It's such a well, interesting director of Moulin Rouge, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think did I think he did Romeo and Juliet, the yep. one with uh, yeah, he's a- <laughs> where it's like modern day, but they're talking. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, with time. Leo and Claire Danes. That was a cool movie. Um, yeah, he's a real interesting director, and he definitely chose to highlight some interesting parts of Elvis's life. And I learned a lot about Elvis. Like, for instance, I didn't I didn't realize what a rebel Elvis was. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, you hear stories like, oh, they wouldn't show him dancing on TV. But like when I was growing up, my grandma listened to a lot of Elvis. She loved Elvis Presley. And we listened to a lot of Elvis records. And I just associated him with old people, old mm-hmm. people like Elvis. And so I didn't really think about what he was like when he was young and wild and the king of rock and roll. Yeah. And um, I didn't know that about it. And I also did not know that his manager was basically stealing half of everything he made. Like, that's wild. And Tom Hanks plays the manager and he does a very weird accent. <laughs> like the whole movie tremendous (laughs) triumph my boy he makes me think of uh like he's doing like a geppetto bit like from pinocchio (laughs) oh my boy tremendous yeah (laughs) Uh, if we have any new listeners uh tess and i are best friends that live uh far away from each other so we do this via zoom so also um this podcast is also just us like shooting the breeze. So it, catch up with each other. <laughs> yeah, we, we hope you we hope you get some enjoyment. But yeah, we, we we're just catching up. We're talking about what movies we've seen recently. <laughs> so I'm not normally into 
like music biopics. Like I know they had was it Bohe- Bohemian Rhapsody not too long ago. Yeah, that ago. one was good. Yeah, and Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm not normally into that kind of stuff, but I started watching some of this, and I was like, this is it's doing it for me because I had a moment where like, I didn't know a ton about Elvis. I know some of the music and that's about it. Actually, everything I know about Elvis, I learned from the rock a doodle. movie. <laughs> Do you remember that? Classic. I Chanticleer, Chanticleer. <laughs> you gotta sing. You gotta let the sun out. Sh-. Which by the way, mirrors the real Elvis Presley. Cause remember he goes to the big city and then the manager kind of messes up Chanticleer <laughs> as well. Spoiler alert for the classic Don Bluth film. Rock a doodle. Um. Anyway, uh, is I had a moment where I'm watching it. I'm like, boy, Elvis really had like an intense fashion style, right? Yes. And I I had a moment where I was like, this is really. Yeah. Well, I had a moment where I was like, this is really weird. But then I thought about it, and you know how much I love Mother Monster, and I was like, he was like Lady Gaga in it before Lady Gaga was, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I got a shirt with a tiger on it. Who cares, man? <laughs> yeah, and I um I, I uh, there were a lot of bands and artists that are like really big on branding mm-hmm. and like that was like Elvis's brand, you know? And I didn't really think about that. I actually I recently watched a a series about the Sex Pistols, the uh very influential punk band, and they had kind of a similar um, obviously not similar to Elvis, like mm. their look wasn't similar, but like the way they committed to it was very similar. Yeah, man, that Elvis movie was something else. And that actor, he like embodies Elvis, like he got all of the mannerisms down, the the voice down. I don't know why we're not talking about that guy more. And I say that I don't actually remember his name. <laughs> I think it's Adam Driver, right? No, it's not Adam Driver. <laughs> oh, it was all the moistness. It made me think it was him. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, um, like, Adam, if you're listening, we love you, of course. Feel we like, uh, I feel like we should give him a, well, a shout I'm watching out. it with my mom. And my mom is 62, I think. So, like, she wasn't, you know, a, around at the beginning of Elvis, but around enough that, like, you know, Elvis reaching peak Elvisness, and um, and she was she's watching this movie, and she goes, "That looks that looks like Elvis. Like, it looks like I'm watching a video of Elvis right oh, now." I know where I know this guy from now. Okay, so the actor's name is Austin Butler, mm-hmm. and he, but like in the Elvis movie, he just looks like Elvis. But now I'm looking at pictures of him, just like normal pictures of him. Did you ever watch the Shannara Chronicles? It was uh... a... <laughs> I, I did. I don't think I watched all of it, but I certainly watched like the first, you know, six or so episodes. I loved that show. And he was the he was the star of it. I didn't even I didn't even clock him because he looks and acts so differently in the Elvis movie. He did a great job. Way to go, Austin Butler, wherever you are. Hey, Austin Bus- Butler, we 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 like you a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Real quick, because we were talking about Adam Driver and when we we're talking about random movies. Did you watch House of Gucci? I haven't watched it yet. I want to. It is. I'll tell you right now, this movie is <laughs> I am I am thoroughly convinced convinced that I will watch Lady Gaga and Adam Driver <laughs> in anything. I will watch them in because it's it's such an interesting movie where I'm sitting there and I'm like, not to say there's nothing happening, but like there's kind of nothing happening. And I'm like, I'm just watching them and everyone's doing like weird Italian accents and like it's so good. Oh, and um shoot, what is his name? 
he was the Joker that I don't want to say no one liked, but not a lot of people like. Thank you. So he's in it, and he's got like all this makeup and stuff on, so he kind of looks like a like a big, overweight bald guy, and okay. he does like the funniest. Th- like he's my favorite character. He's like, what is his name? Not Raul. Um, Paolo. Paolo, and he's like this kind of like struggling artist Gucci guy, and he's like, oh, he goes, oh, pastels and brown. Boof. You know, it's so funny. Anyway, the movies. I don't know why it's incredible, and I think it's just because of the people in it. It could probably be about anything, and I would watch it. You know, yeah. Jeremy Irons is great too. <sighs> and not to get a little saucy, but there is a sexy scene between uh, Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, and yeah. you don't you don't see it's not one where you see like a ton of skin, but it feels. You know how like there's somewhere it's like oh this is like movie sex, and then this like oh this feels like real like real dirty like 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 a like a quickie at work kind of sex i was like this is <laughs> this is good i was like i i turned to man i was like that was really hot right you know? <laughs> anyway um welcome to the same team <laughs> i was just about to say on that note should i do the inspirational quote of you that? should do the inspirational quote from the, movie, from the movie gucci of course <laughs> um and the inspirational quote for this episode is from a book called the golden swift by lev grossman um yes lev grossman who uh, probably most famous for being the writer of the magicians trilogy um he also has a hopefully a continuing series of books for young children i have a theory about that so put a pin in it oh okay Mm -hmm. um but he's highlight it okay (laughs) he's written at least two books for uh for children and um this quote is from uh the the book titled the golden swift do you know how long it takes animals to evolve a long time it can take millions of years to evolve into something new but it's different for humans. You can change quite quickly. You do it in a single generation sometimes, not by changing your bodies, but by changing your minds. In that sense, every generation of humans has a chance to be a completely new kind of animal. So who knows? Your generation could be the one that changes everything. Remember that when you feel despair, it's not impossible. You could be the ones. Look at that. (laughs) <laughs> look at that is real quick is and you, it doesn't have to be but just so i know if i can discuss this later with you is it one of your stuffs you're loving it's not it's not that's okay okay we can talk about this now so my theory is that on the inside of the golden swift it says was it part of the the silver arrow Whistle? no 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 on the inside of the book and it says books in the silver arrow series and it has two so it just has the two that are out but the fact that they listed as such gives me hope for the future um i hope so and i feel like they kind of set up yes but at the end like like if he wanted to continue i feel like they kind of left it open for more adventures yeah and, and and so something's actually weighed heavy in my mind since you texted me about this book is i because i think i text something back saying the way lev handles um, the idea of of trying to uh, uh, stewardship of the environment for humans, but then also the handling the human guilt of that we're trying to solve a problem that's also a problem that we're causing is is really, um, I think, unique to, you know, it, it being displor- uh, explored. And I think I use the phrase a lot of authors 
dumb it down. And I felt bad because I said that and I was like, you know what? That's not quite fair. And I think what I mean to say is a lot of authors simplify it because I think often I will read if there's a book about an environmental that has an environmental slant to it, it's work hard. And then guess what? You fixed it, right? Or we're the good people trying to fix it. And these bad people, the bad companies are trying to ruin it. But Lev Grossman's book, The Golden Swift, takes that idea of like, oh, we're trying to fix it. And even when we try to fix it, we might still make things worse, right? Just in case anybody's listening and they're yes. like, what are they talking about? Um, the Silver Arrow series Good idea. of books is uh, basically about a magical train uh, uh, train system uh, where conductors of the train pick up animals that are in danger and transport them to a new location where hopefully they will be in less danger. And Mm -hmm. typically it's got an environmentalist theme to the novels because typically the danger being faced by the animals is caused by humans and, or something that we've done that's caused some sort of consequence to their environment. And so they need to be relocated because of us. And even though the conductors of the of the the railway system are humans, is there's kind of like a well, we're trying, but we caused the problem to begin with. So how great are we anyway? Um, which seems like kind of a bummer story for for mm. kids to read, but um, but it's I don't know. It's I feel like there's still hope within the story, and I uh, I love I love those books. I think they're so good. I think they're really well written and they don't, like I said, they they take a very complicated idea and a complicated feeling, right? Like I want to do better, but by doing better, I'm still making it worse, right? It it is interesting. And I really love in Golden Swift, the, I think it's the Wolverine character who, (laughs) who actively is like, no, you guys are the, do you not understand? You guys are all the work. You want to help me? No. No, they. I'm going to ruin all your furniture because I'm an animal and I don't care. <laughs> and it is this interesting thing where, not to spoil things, but like the magic comes from animals, but they still need humans to do it. You know, like it's this really interesting situation. Anyway, it's a, uh, it's that- a great series. If you if you're listening to this and you're an adult without children you would like this series if you are an adult with children and you're looking for something to like read as a family, this Mm -hmm. would be a good series. Like I'd really recommend it to anyone. It's one of those, I feel like, because I, you know, obviously Leaf and I work in a library. We encounter many, many, many books in our, in our days and at work. And I feel like I rarely encounter a book that works for like any audience I could think like I feel like I could hand this book to anyone of any age and they might be able to get something out of it um that that doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. and so I I have very strong feelings about these books <laughs> well and it's one of those books too that I think some adults because I've I've definitely helped adults find books and then they're like they hear about a book on a list they go let me read that and then I'm like oh it's over in the you know children's section it's over here and they're like oh you know it'll be a quick read you know you'll probably knock it out in a day if you've got time but i mean it does not take away from how good it is and i like the way too that kate and what's her brother's name you just finished it tom Tom, how they're written because there's not like 
it's like Lev doesn't feel like he has to over explain who these characters are. Like Tom's like, especially in the second book, he's like, I like, you know, t- was a Taekwondo or whatever, you know? And he's like, I'm going to go do this now. And, you know, especially in that first book too. And he's like, yeah, I helped out. Okay. I'm going over here now. And uh, anyway, um, excellent quote. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, are you ready to talk about some stuffs that we love? <laughs> Wait, what? Are we ready to what? I could you say that again, please, with that weird voice? That we live. Yeah, yeah, I am. This is the stuff that we love. We love. This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we love so much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you go first. Yeah. Give me, give me a stuff you're loving. Yeah. Well, recently I had a chance to do a lot of reading. I read a book called Bewilderment by Richard Powers. Have you heard of this book? No. So Richard Powers, if long time, by the way, if long time listeners are keeping track, Richard Powers is the author of one of my favorite books of all time, uh, The Overstory. Prize winning author, Richard Powers. Anyway, his next book after Overstory is called uh was called bewilderment and uh it covers many of the same themes as overstory rough synopsis is uh there's a a single dad trying to raise a son who is has behavior issues and uh doctors have given him multiple different diagnoses and we don't know what it is he just processes the world differently and the dad's having a hard time And the dad and the son are both very much aware of what us humans are doing to the earth. In fact, the dad is a, uh, what is he, a, an astrobiologist and he's like acutely aware of what's happening around the world. And, uh, anyway, it takes the, the struggle and the drama of raising a, a difficult child and it puts it in the context of what is it like to raise a child like that while also contemplating big big questions like what will we do when the earth ends and if there are countless planets out there why have we never heard from anyone else out there you know um so either a there is no one or b there are them are others and they don't want to talk to us or, you know, and it's really, it was, it was a great book. It was phenomenal. And for anyone who hasn't heard of overstory overstory, essentially uh, covered the uh, history of the planet earth from the perspective of trees. And this one is less tree centric and more um, just world centric, but it's that same kind of idea of this big picture. Um. S- a very real look at what our 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 situation on on earth is now and what does it mean when you're trying to raise a child in a world that you don't know is going to survive another generation so uh bewilderment by richard powers is a stuff i'm loving so sounds great it's it's really good it is uh really good so um I know you, uh, you recently, you were telling me that you went on a little, uh, 
solo vacay and you Mm -hmm. had a lot of time to read like you mentioned Mm -hmm. um I recently spent some time solo my uh beloved husband went to visit some extended family in Ohio and Rosie and I had a four-day girls weekend um and I watched so much tv and movies (laughs) and then the weekend before that I also happened to be on my own he just had a lot of stuff to do and so I watched a lot of TV and movies that weekend too so I am brimming with stuff so I, can, I can guess one of the stuffs I know that you probably yeah. can yeah that's um, gonna be I, our second one right because it's I don't, probably... I don't know let's oh, we'll find out but you. Okay. I want to tell you the thing uh-huh. I, it was a big surprise the thing that I liked most that I watched was the um... secrets of Dumbledore <laughs> No, I was like, the thing you gave the most was the final season of Game of Thrones. I watched, I watched the Batman. You and I talked about that. I I watched the Elvis movie. Um, So I watched so many things. Um, But my favorite thing that I I watched, Gentleman Jack, you and I texted about. Yeah. A -hmm. great, superb show. Um, But the thing that I liked most was a very surprising film to me called Nobody. Have you ever seen the movie Nobody? No, buddy. Okay. No, I don't think I have. Well, I, I know I haven't. I don't think I've even heard of it unless okay. I have. Um, I don't know like when this movie, I think this movie came out in 2021. I don't know if it was a big success when it came I'm, out. I'm Googling. I'm You're Googling. Googling it. Now, um, this movie, it stars Bob Odenkirk, uh, who you may know from he plays. <gasps> oh, okay. Have you seen this movie? I've seen this movie. I guess I forgot what oh, it was you called. Yeah, it. I, 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 did, cool. I saw it in theaters with the, with Amanda. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited that we can talk about mm-hmm. this then. Um, uh, it stars Bob Odenkirk, who you may know as Saul from the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul uh, series of TV shows. Um, he plays uh, a guy that you think is just a regular guy, and then he gets pushed over the edge and you find out that he's not a regular guy. Um, and I, this is a a, a movie trope uh, slash genre that I didn't realize how much I like. <laughs> but the John Wick movies yep. are, are very, very, it's similar in the same vein of like, oh, this is just a normal guy. Oh, wait, <laughs> this guy's a secret badass and he's going to destroy. He's, it, you know, like you, his puppy died and then he killed an entire Russian mob. This movie has very similar energy to that. And I don't want to talk, unfortunately, I'm here to talk to you on a podcast about it. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want everyone to just see this movie and have the same experience I had because I was just kind of like, eh, somebody told me to watch this movie. It was actually, I think it was uh, Mr. John, our our mutual friend, Mr. John, (laughs) told me about this movie. And I was like, oh, he said it was good, and um, I usually trust his recommendations, and I've got nothing else going on, so I'll watch this movie. And it was uh, such a surprise and so interesting. Um, it's definitely an action flick, so if you're in the mood for some action, check out this movie. And if you love the genre of, oh, you think he's ordinary, but he's actually extraordinary, or she, you know, whatever 
that the movie is setting up for you, um, you should definitely check it out. It's got a very surprising cast as well. In addition to Bob Odenkirk, Christopher Lloyd is in the movie. Mm-hmm. So if you've been missing he's Doc, like the dad, right? Yeah, he's he plays the dad. So if you've been missing Doc from Back to the Future, you should check in with him. Um, Riza is the brother. The Riza. I was like, what? Wu-Tang? What's going on? Um. It was a really great movie. I loved it. And exquisite needle drops, which is, uh, this is an idea that I've just recently been um, introduced to, which is basically when you're watching a movie and they're using a song from like pop culture, not a song that was made for the movie. This is a, a needle drop moment in the film. And this has lots of really great like thematic (laughs) music that they've chosen to uh, be the soundtrack to particular scenes um uh i really enjoyed the movie nobody it's a stuff i was loving it was my favorite thing that i watched over the four days of non-stop just consuming media and i feel like that deserves to be my my number one stuff that I was loving. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember I saw it with Amanda in the theaters and we both really dug it. Uh, And there are similarities between this and and John Wick, but I mean, it's, it was just a a good movie. And then also at the end without giving things away, look, it turns out kind of sweet too. Yeah. It's kind of like if John Wick had a kind of a a happier ending. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, John Wick is all about like, so he does all this stuff and now there are consequences and yeah. we'll find out in the next movie what John Wick does. This movie's much more like, uh, we've wrapped it up and you can, you can go home and feel good about everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> you know what it made me feel a lot about? Not, not necessarily the, um, not as far as the story or even the action, like the style of the action, but have you ever seen uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where it's that idea of, like, they're keeping a secret from each other. And then now that all the secrets are out, it's actually okay. You know, like, that. not to give things away, but, like, it kind of works out at the end of this one, too. And, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it's like, at the, if anyone has seen it, what is that, 2005? Ooh. I'm going to throw out a number. I'm going to say 2005. You tell me how close I am. Okay. But anyway, in that movie, like... Oh, you were right. 2005. Mm, 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 <laughs> a great year. Mm, mm, mm. That was a good year. Yeah, yeah. I believe same year the first Fantastic Four movie came out. So anyway, no, anyway the... um, But like that same idea of like they're keeping a secret. And now that like the secret's out, it's fine. In fact, it's even better now that we're not keeping that secret, you know? um, Excellent. Second thing I'm loving is... um. Lord of the Rings Ring of Power is a phenomenal on Amazon Prime, Amazon Video Prime. It's uh it is simultaneously um nostalgic and and new and every scene is dripping with beauty and uh, essentially if if you're not familiar, it is um a story that takes place within Middle-earth um in the second age, so the Lord of the Rings uh, movies um, take place that you may be familiar with and the Hobbit movies take place in the third age is the second age. So we're going to see a lot of characters that are uh, much younger. And by that, I mean only several centuries old as opposed to many, many centuries old. Um, and it is just a beautiful show that um, uh, is uh, funny and heartwarming and, and, and amazing. It's, it's, it feels like I'm back in 20, 2002. You know what I mean? Pika, Return of the King, you know? So. I I liked it. Uh-huh. I didn't 
I didn't love it as much as you do. I think I still need to. I've, I, there's only two episodes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I watched them the day they came out. I was stoked because I'm, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I love those Peter Jackson movies. Um, the Hobbit has been one of my favorite books since I read it when I was a child. Um, so I'm all about Tolkien. Give give me more. Give me more. Yeah. Um so I was stoked. But you you can't force yourself to like it, Tess. And Tess, this is a by the way, we haven't said this in a while. This is the judgment-free zone of no judging. Tess, you don't have to love it. Guys, by the way, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, I didn't love nobody, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. And I I wouldn't I wouldn't judge anyone for not loving nobody. Not everyone like, can love things as much as I do. I feel like I I should love Rings of Power more. I think I just need to watch more of it. Um, so I didn't, I haven't read any of Tolkien's like appendices and the, I don't know what this is based off of. I presume since it's called the Rings of Power that we may see the forging of the Rings of Power, which would be very cool to see. Uh Oh, you're getting very close to the camera. (laughs) Staring into the camera like a maniac. Like as of right now, um, I felt a little like they were kind of like manipulating my nostalgia a little. Like they were like, oh, hey, we know you like Galadriel. How would you like to see her like as a warrior? And that's not how you remember her at all. But you're going to like it because you like Galadriel. Oh, and you like Elrond. Elrond's you know what's so funny, though? And I think this (laughs) might and not to not to get into like other stuff too much. I think what's so interesting is maybe. But that doesn't, like, to me, the reasons behind doing a thing doesn't change if I like it or not. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, you're right. Like, we didn't see her do warrior stuff. But, I mean, in the third age, like, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to, you know what I mean? If I, like, this guy's grandpa, it's like, boy, this grandpa, he's he's pumping gas. And I I understand. 50 years ago, he was World War II shooting Nazis. You know what I mean? totally understand what you're saying i just wonder if maybe like maybe it didn't need to be attached to lord of the rings at all like maybe it could have been just like a cool fantasy show that's set in its own like world and like i'm not (laughs) you're like i wanted more middle earth well here's the deal maybe it could be a cool fantasy show that's not set in the world of middle earth but um um, they wouldn't have gotten millions of dollars to make it. <laughs> now, and let's let's talk about that because I yeah. think they probably spent a billion dollars. I think they spent all the money, and it is it is uh, clear yeah. from watching it. It is gorgeous. Yeah, like, it, it's very visually stimulating. Just so I think it, it is. Lo- I think from what I understand, and I I've read some of the not to break some of the appendices, you know. <laughs> I'm a real cool guy. Um, and I think essentially it is like, and this is actually what I've wanted someone to do since the Hobbit movies ended. Whereas I, I love the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movies. And you know, I read the books and all that, but I was like, I really just want, I want to play around in this world more just like why I like the fantastic beast movie series without it being too bound to anything. Like just play. Tolkien's not going to care. Yeah. He's, he's, Long it's fine. Gone. And his family, guess what? You guys are going to be making the money. It's fine. Yeah. You're okay. <laughs> so like this, from what I understand, this is this is filling in gaps that are kind of alluded to in the appendices and in Simulator and, 
And it is, I think it's going to be the rings are going to be forged and people are going to be tricked by the great deceiver Sauron and all that fun stuff. But it like instances like the rock, if you minor spoilers for the show, if you haven't watched it, but like the rock smashing contest, like that's probably not in the books. Right. But like, that is good. Like, I don't know. To me, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good, man. And we got you. We have young Elrond and we have Galadriel. And you think that we might have seen a young Gandalf in the show? Okay, so so are we going to get into this? <laughs> I at first thought it was spoilers, a young Gandalf. Spoilers for Rings of Power, by yeah. the way. I at first thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was a young Gandalf, but then I talked to some friends at work about this, and Gandalf in the books, at least. Um, actually comes into being in the in the third age. Um, still, he's still centuries old, but in the third age, so it would be after this. But I do think that's a wizard, and my guess is one of the blue wizards is what I would say. Oh, okay, so. like so maybe a precursor to yeah. Him. And the oh. reason I guess that are you familiar with the blue wizards? Um, uh, only that Gandalf was a blue wizard, right? Yeah. No, he's a gray wizard. He, yeah. So so the the joke is it's kind of a joke. Is that so in this Usador, world? Usador is a blue wizard. Usador from the Hello from the Magic Tavern is is a, a, a blue wizard. But no, there was Gandalf the Gray, Saruman the White, Radagast the Brown, right? Yes, I love Radagast. Oh, Radagast is my favorite. Um and then two oh. blue two unnamed blue wizards. And all we know is like they existed. And we don't know anything more. In fact, Tolkien never even gave them names. So, like, in the Hobbit movies, there's a part where Gandalf is explaining wizard stuff to Bilbo. And he goes, and there's two blue wizards. And he says something like, I don't really remember their names, <laughs> which is really cute. <laughs> so my guess is it's a blue wizard because there's more room to play around with, oh, right? Cool. Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe it was Gandalf because, um, mainly, honestly, because of the instant connection to the Hobbits. Yeah. I thought, like, oh, well, is this why Gandalf loves Hobbits? You know? That's I what know. I thought. And also the way he, minor spoilers, whispers to the uh, the uh, fireflies yeah. is like how he whispered to the moth, you know? It could still be Gandalf. And I'll be honest with you, like... Uh, Let's say there are deviations, and let's say it's like, hey, the book said he showed up in the third air, and here he is. It's fine. No one knows, man. I will tell you one thing that I that does not upset me at all that I've seen a lot of online discourse about is the casting of the show. Um, no, I can't imagine. I can't, very, I can't, wait, people, wait, what? Tess, you're blowing my mind right now. It's people very, are upset about a casting? Wait, don't very, tell me. has nothing to do with people's races, though, right? Well, so it's very diverse casting. And um, if you will recall, the Lord of the Rings movies uh, were not particularly diverse. And they were as white uh, as my breakfast milk. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so there's a lot of people who are saying Middle Earth is like inherently white and there should be no black people in Middle Earth. And to that, I say, um, we uh, this is 2022. We had a black guy playing George Washington, mm-hmm. and I I don't care if they <laughs> like cast the best actor for the role. I do not care what color you are, um, and um, so that's one thing I definitely do not have a problem with. I think the cast is really good so far, um, and I am I am excited to see like where it goes from now. Now there's a lot of comparisons, and I'm not sure why. Well, maybe just because they're both fantasy. But a lot of comparisons right now, but between Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. It's it's I think it by the way, it's real quick, a quick tangent is what are the odds that within 30 days, <laughs> with, within a window of 30 days, we have two new shows that are both 
prequel shows to existing fantasy franchises. So that's why they're comparing. To me, they're they're apples and oranges. I like to eat. I feel I feel like they're two very different shows, and comparing them is not very fair. But if we were going to compare them currently, I'm kind of more in more into House of the Dragon. (laughs) Oh, this is so interesting. If if I so as humans, we love to compare. And I don't want to, but if I had to, if I had to pick one, like, let's say you were like, oh, tonight, hey, we got a new House of Dragon. We got a new Rings of of Power. Hands down, Rings of Power. Baby. Yeah, see, I'm going to be like, let hmm. me see what's going on. on House now, here's the deal. Is is House of Dragon your second thing you love? Um, I considered it, but I think I'm, okay. I'm just I'm just trying to make it easier for everyone. Um, I love House of Dragon, too, though. You know, um, Damon's my favorite character, man. Oh, he's, so he's, cool. the best. he's the best. He's the best. I saw he was walking around. In the very first episode, he was walking around, and the way he walked, I turned to Amanda. I said, "That man loves the F." That's what I told her. I said, "That man loves the F." And then, sure enough, later she turned to me. Amanda was like, "You were right." I was like, "Yeah, I know." It was that walk. <laughs> I I'm really digging House of the Dragon, and I do think Damon is the most interesting character. Um, I'm uh, like really excited to see where that's going, and. Uh, you and I have talked about the last season of Game of Thrones was yes. disappointing for me. And so I was a little apprehensive coming into House of the Dragon. But so far, I'm really digging it. So. Yeah, what I like, too, is that this is even though I know this is based on what's the 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 prequel book. Oh, Fire and Blood. Fire and Blood. Yeah. But I, I kind of like the idea of just having a little bit more freedom you know and too you know because i read the game of the game of thrones books most of them i think i read four and a half of them which is a lot that's a lot of reading um and but i and so it really it really colored my experience of watching the tv show because i was either waiting for something to happen that i knew was going to happen Mm -hmm. or I was getting sort of irrationally upset when they changed something that I liked from Mm. the book. Um, And so this, I have not read the fire and blood book. And so I, I kind of am like enjoying that. I don't know what's going to happen. And I can like come up with like theories about what I think might happen. And it's not colored by the experience of reading the book. So I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. It almost makes me feel like the comparison is House of Dragon is a more, and not not just like mature as far as like content, but like more mature and more seriously, like it has serious conversations about um, um, inheritance and and gender and you know like there's really kind of interesting powerful things being said and and even uh, the scene that got me too without giving things away is when um shoot i can't remember the mom's name but the the labor scene and when the dad has to make a choice and like that's very powerful stuff and and i i love it it's great and then to me rings of power is like guys you want to see a snow troll Here's a snow troll. You got a snow troll. You want to see some? I'll t- I'll t- can I tell you? Uh, this isn't a secret that I I cr- I cried during Rings of Power. It was when they were. Oh my god! It, I I think about this. It was when they were. Minor spoiler alert. This is in the first episode when Galadriel is um having misgivings about going to the Undying Lands, and because this is a thing I've I met because it's such an abstract idea you cross the ocean and it's essentially like a heaven and it never dies and it's 
it's a place that knew life before the sun knew its first sun. You know, it's like, and there's magic and 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 whatever. And the and I've always imagined it. What You're is gonna it? And feel joy all of the you time. You will always feel joy. Yeah. Everything is right. Everything is perfect. And that moment where they're on the boat and then they all just and they're being like ungarbed, like they're taking their armor off, and then they start singing, and it's just like, and then the fact that Galadriel, she's standing here on the precipice of perfect perfect bliss like literal bliss and she still decides like i have unfinished business i need to get off this boat like it is it's so powerful to me very powerful i i was not moved to tears but i did i i was like this is such a profound moment for her to choose to to not take this opportunity um to to go back and she gets in she jumps into the water and and then i'm like What's the plan? She's not going to swim back to Middle Earth. What's she is to her? Um, <laughs> yeah, she is. I think that was the plan. I told well because she's an elf, right? She I mean, she still needs food, but she has woman. what? She's such a determined. Well, yeah, woman. and, and she's I, a... I. I know. I I was wondering if maybe the reason you are enjoying Rings of Power more than House of the Dragon. Again, we're saying like we shouldn't compare them, but we shouldn't compare them. But let's compare them. But let's compare them. But we're Um, comparing them with an open heart, right? Like we're not saying this one's garbage. These are. Here's the thing. This is the YouTube video. All the things that House of Dragon got wrong, that Rings of Power got right. You know, and there's a big circle. There's a yeah. circle drawn. It's a it's a it's a JPEG. There's a circle drawn with an arrow, and you're like, it's like it? eight things, eight things that rings of power got right. The house, eight things that rings of power, got, and then sometimes they hedge your bet. Eight things that rings of power got wrong, and five things that they got right. You know, yeah. and it's like everything wrong, everything wrong about uh House of Dragon in thirty seconds. So watch to the end. You know, I shouldn't do the YouTube voice, but that's the YouTube voice. You know, you won't believe the things they anyway. Make sure what, you hit what? that like button and subscribe um no but what i thought by the I, way if anyone's listening please subscribe please subscribe, please subscribe. Like you know what all joking aside if you don't you know what more power to you yeah, we love you. Fine. it's fine we actually don't care we re- um, all joking aside we actually don't but if you did that'd be cool but if you didn't you love know it if you did but it's, it's fine. life live it the way you who want cares? to we're not telling nice. you to. yeah who cares it's fine it's fine <laughs> um I was wondering if one of the reasons you like Ring of Power more than House of the Dragon is the um, agency of the female mm-hmm. characters. For instance, in House of the Dragon, uh, and really just traditionally in Game of Thrones, yeah, the female characters are often very repressed, um, or, or excuse me, very oppressed. I should say they're they're usually very strong female characters but they're living in a society that is so deep-seatedly inherently sexist that they can't seem to get ahead um whereas in the rings of power series it's it's like women are basically equals and it's yeah that's it's not a thing like they that that i mean all joking aside that's probably a big part of it now i really do love shoot now i'm blanking do what's the main character's name in house of dragons you got it you're talking about rhaenyra yes now she's a great character and she's strong but there isn't a like you said agency like she's not well they they won't let her swing a sword right you're not allowed to swing a sword let her even though i mean we're three episodes in and i would argue that she's proven herself Mm -hmm to be an excellent decision maker and an excellent leader. And um, I don't understand 
why they won't let her be more involved in the decision making other than the fact that she's a girl and she She, the thing is how would she make decisions without a penis tess i don't (laughs) understand i don't understand this yeah the a penis and she clearly needs to get married to a penis right it's, away it is the most <laughs> in order it, it to is, validate her existence it, it is like when you st- when you step outside of like the 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 box of that thinking it is like the most absurd thing in the world you know um but anyway the no i i love both shows i really do and i love house of dragon a lot um but rings of power and, and me it probably a lot of it is like you said manipulating like hey you remember hobbits right but like that scene when they're like oh good the big folk are gone and they got like a little secret village and a and all the like it's a lot jokier than i expected too you know like i love house of dragons but house of dragons is is not jokey you know and rings of power is like hey you know what i mean look at this the pig ate all the blackberries you know and the hobbits are like blah, 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 blah. oh we gotta get the pumpkin ready, right you know? it's a lot more uh light-hearted yeah. i mean there's definitely dramatic moments um like uh this uh this elf who doesn't want to go with the other elves he's like in love with the human lady and Real she's quite, got a son like, that's that whole situation is very dramatic that elf what do you think of that guy like his looks oh i think he's he's not hard on the eyes at yeah, all yeah yeah well the only reason i ask is because every like i mean so amanda is not easy to impress Probably oh the, really the, the only <laughs> it's been like me and jason momoa and like <laughs> and like two other men like even the rock i'm like what about the rock she's like yeah oh like, wow yeah like you know like the drake meme where he's like nah that's like her with the rock like nah and then there's a picture of me like and she's like yeah <laughs> anyway yeah she's not a, she's into aegis elba which of course why oh, not yeah. but like this elf guy she was like she turned to me and she goes that's a good looking man and i was like oh this is a big deal this is like the fifth man she's ever said that about yeah <laughs> but he's a good looking guy you know what did she think of um lord hastings on bridgerton is she into him oh i'll have to ask her i'll have okay. to ask her i don't know i don't know next episode <laughs> yeah, i'm not familiar with, i never watched bridgerton so such a good show yeah i know that's what people tell me it's one of those things where like amanda had watched it already and now we can watch it together too but then you know i get it i get yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. so i've been trying um, to get brett to watch nobody with me and he's like but you've already seen it and i was like i want to watch it again and i want to see what you think of it. <laughs> i think a part of it too is that <laughs> i really love watching things and it's been a long time since the this happened i love watching things that that trickle out like not to judge but netflix is like boom take them all you know i'm like i don't want to take it all you're like okay (laughs) i will i will well there is kind of pressure to binge the stuff because like what everyone's gonna be talking about stranger things you better watch the whole four season like i get it that it's kind of refreshing for something to just come out every week and you get you have some time to think about what might happen in the next i always prefer it that way like i like to have time to think about it and then it gives me something to look forward to and 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 I don't know, like it gives me time to I watch a thing and then I can kind of ooh, who is that a blue wizard? As opposed to like in one night, I was like, is it a blue? Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> oh my god, what's gonna happen? Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like like Disney Plus, because they're one of the and Amazon and HBO, they'll they'll trick it all out, right? Yeah. And I love it. And they're kind of like, hey, hey, like they kind of like almost like they're almost like romancing us, right? Like they're like, hey, you like that date? Maybe next week we'll have another one. I'm like, I yeah. hope so. What's going to happen? What What is he going to wear at the date? Where are we going to eat? Is this the date? Is this the time we kiss? I don't know. What's going to happen? 
<laughs> and then Netflix was like, boom, you got them all. And I was like, that's too fast, man. I don't even know you. It was like, take them Netflix all. Netflix is like, boom, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, you got a baby. I don't want one. Who cares? You got one. Like, and then at the end, it's like, come on a date. They're like, coming soon, another season. What? I didn't even finish this one. On the way. I got a baby on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon's like, hey, hey, bunny, you want to come back? Next week, we'll do this again. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll take Boom, it. you got a baby. It'll be nice. <laughs> um, I would. I like that a lot. Um, what's your second thing you love, Tess? Oh, okay. So it was hard to narrow down. Um, but I mean, I'm it sounds like we've named like 30 things. As we I both know, love. we really yeah. have. Um, oh, what am I going to choose? She-Hulk. I mean, She-Hulk is great. and I She-Hulk am- is it is that is a wild show and i haven't watched episode four yet but it's so weird i've watched the first two i haven't watched three and four but it is it's to me it's hitting it's hitting all my buttons i love it i i do enjoy that i'm 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 between two things i'm gonna go okay i'm gonna go with a show on amazon prime it's called a league of their own Did you know? No, I saw the trailer for this. I haven't watched it, though. So I don't know. I'm going to go with this because I feel like there's not a lot of hype about this show. And I don't understand why. Because I watched it and I cried and I laughed and I loved it. And then I like went online to consume all of the discourse. And there really isn't a whole lot out there. And I was a little confused. Um so I want to encourage more people to give this show a shot if you're listening to this and you're like, I normally like Leaf and Tess's recommendations. Maybe I'll uh, give this a go. So League of Their Own is a TV show. It is um, inspired by the movie A League of Their Own, which was inspired by true life events that happened in the 1940s. All of the men went off to fight in the in the the big world war that was happening at the time and um left all the ladies behind and um to try to uh raise everyone's spirits uh because uh um, america's pastime is baseball and people i think were probably way even more into baseball back in the 40s like people are still into baseball but so they were like there's no men to play baseball they're all most of them are off fighting how would you play baseball without a penis Once again, they're kind of and so we'll put ladies in cute little cute little ladies in cute little dresses, and they'll play baseball. And so there was this movie, uh, and then so they've uh, made this TV show. So it's eight episodes of ladies playing baseball, and also like you get to know the ladies and their lives. And I thought this was a phenomenal show, and I. Now that we're talking about it and we just had a conversation about sexism, I'm wondering if the reason more people aren't talking about it is because it's a very lady driven show. Um, But it's a it's a really it's got comedy. It's got drama. It's got romance. It's got action, the sports scenes. um, It's got very uh, cool characters played by cool actors and actresses. And I thought it was really great. And also, uh, one of my friends, Rose, and one of her friends, Ryan, they do a podcast uh, called Pretty Little Recaps, where 
they used to recap the show Pretty Little Liars, and then they were recapping Riverdale for a while, and now they've decided to recap A League of Their Own. So um, I've been having a really great time because I watched this show and I was like, what? why aren't more people talking about this great show? And then I found this podcast and they are like deep diving, like philosophically analyzing the show and I love it. Yep. Um, so the stuff that I'm loving would be both the League of Their Own TV show and also the Pretty Little Recaps podcast in which they are discussing the TV show A League of Their Own. This is this is what <laughs> happens when we don't record for a month. We have like 30 stuffs we're loving. We're like, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I love this and then I love this. But I'm only going to talk about two. But I also love this one. I love this one. There's, um, and there's one leaf that I have been like very obsessed with. But I, I think I'll save it for another episode. Can you um, just say it without talking about it? Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham? See, don't you want to know more? But I can't tell you. You can't, yeah. Um, also, we allowed to have two steps. <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, you're. I mean, those are the. It's the law. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just like the law told Elvis he wasn't allowed to gyrate, <laughs> he had to go to jail or go to the military. We're only allowed to come up with two loves. It is what it is. Um, I'm actually really interested in um because I like the a league of our own their own movie you know and i think this might be one that amanda and i might be into together because i i think that's i think that's part of the reason i've enjoyed house of dragon and rings of power so much is because it's one of those fairly rare shows that amanda and i are into in equal measure you know um whereas like she hulk she'd be like yeah if you want you oh i'm getting ready to go to sleep if you want you can watch she hulk you know <laughs> and i'm like but no amanda you don't get it it's really good you see she mastered her anger because she's a woman <laughs> I mean, they they straight up say that, and like yeah. Amanda made that joke, like, "Oh, you know why she can control it is because she's a woman." I was like, "Amanda, you would love this show. They own it. <laughs> she's better than Hulk at everything." I know. I I've I've told some people because yeah. um, I have some friends at work who watch all of the Marvel stuff, yeah. and I was like, "What do you think, She Hulk?" And they're like, eh, "I'm not watching that one." <gasps> and I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Well, I watched the trailer, and it just didn't God. it didn't appeal to me." And I said, "Okay, I get it." Because I watched the trailer and I was like, this Are you is sure? yeah. strange. But not Doctor Strange. That's a different <laughs> that's a different that's one different entirely. Strange. Um, but then I started watching it and I realized like that it's really a show about feminism. Yep. And I was like, oh, this this is really interesting. Like this is and it's weird. And I know Marvel. I heard they do weird stuff from time to time, but a lot of times they, they kind of take themselves seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and and this show is very irreverent, very self-aware, very well, she does she does the Ferris Bueller thing where she's talking to the camera. Like, so anyway, this is what happened to me the other day, but don't worry. And another moment too, where I told Amanda that I was like, I think you're going to like this is because she's got these powers and she's like, I'm not going to be a superhero. I'm still oh, paying off. Yeah. I'm still paying off student loans. Why would I, I be? I definitely didn't expect the show to start like the origin story of the yeah. superhero to be like, I'd really prefer to focus on my law career. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, this will not surprise you at all. Knowing what you know, know of me but when i was younger i was instantly drawn to she hulk she's a super strong woman who not oh oh god and another moment that's so good is minor spoiler for i think the first episode maybe second episode it, her boss he, he comes up to her in the bar 
and he asked her to shrink down to normal size because he wasn't brave enough to fire She-Hulk. Like, it is so, you know what I mean? Like, he goes, oh, can you shrink down? And he hides behind this, oh, this is a serious conversation. Like, being being strong isn't serious. Like, get out of here, man. Get out of here. And then he fires her when she shrinks down to, like, regular size. Like, it's it's such a smart show, you know? It's um, it's something else, and I am I'm really excited about it because it's it's so different and yeah. interesting, and uh, yeah, I am I am enjoying that one. But I do I do understand like it is nice to have a show that your significant other is also yes. into, and then you guys mm-hmm. can talk about it, and you don't have to like wait until they go to sleep to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Th- those Every don't show. come around all the time, but um, you know. Hey, uh, it's been so long because we've been talking about all the loves forever. Should yeah. we do a, uh, do you want to do tales or cake challenge next? Um, well, let's do, uh, let's, let's keep the love train, the love fest going and talk about the cake challenge. Is, is this a love fest? Oh, good. I was, I, know, I, I guess we'll have to find out. I was really nervous. I hope it's more of a season one Game of Thrones and less of a last season. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Leo Wright. That's the wiggler. Thank you, Leo. We love you, Leo. Uh, Cake Challenge is the part of the podcast where either Tess or myself challenges the other one to read, watch, or otherwise consume something, and then we discuss it. Um, and and the other person is never the cake challengee. Cake challengee <laughs> is never under obligation to enjoy or love the thing. We're just having a discussion about it. It's more of uh, behind the scenes. We're modeling how to have a productive and respectful conversation despite are possible different opinions. Uh, I challenge Tess to watch the classic, <laughs> classic movie, Tron uh, Legacy. <laughs> okay, so I don't, I know very little about the Tron, uh, like, IP. The Troniverse. <laughs> the Troniverse. <laughs> was, was Tron Legacy a popular movie when it came out or not? So here's the deal. I don't think so because okay. so the first Tron movie got like a, a cult following mostly because it had computer graphics in like 83 or something like that. So it was like, whoa. And then there was Tron legacy and Amanda and I liked it. And I think other people may have liked it. And there was plans for a third movie Tron. Give me one second. Tron something, something computer related. And it wasn't ever made. And that's the end of the Tron story. Yet. <gasps> One day. Who knows? Well, we are living in a golden age. I never thought we would get more Middle Earth. And here we are. And here we are. I never thought I was going to enjoy Game of Thrones ever again. And here we are. Um, I never thought we would see She-Hulk. Yet here we are. I never I, thought we would see Bill and Ted save the world. Yeah. By the way, did we ever... A whole eight episodes of women playing baseball? Like... This is what's on TV. It's amazing. What are other golden age? I feel like I feel like we're swimming in them, right? I never thought we would see um, 
uh, Andrew Garfield and uh, yes, what's the Toby other? Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire and, and Tom I never thought we would see all the Spider-Mans together. Oh, that was a that was a. Mm. Hey, we need to address the negative self-talk. <laughs> I love them so much. You are amazing. <laughs> no, like no, really, you are amazing. Oh, come on, guys. Um, so I will tell you, um, let's start with what I didn't like about this. That's perfect. That's perfect. I didn't like there wasn't more of it. That's what Ooh. I didn't wow. like about this movie. Because let me tell you. I was nervous. Um, I really was nervous. I will tell you that this there there was one thing while I was watching this movie and I finished it and I was thinking about it, I was ruminating on it. Um was you climbed that- a mountain and you stared <laughs> up at the sun and you <laughs> And you said, the, you, you looked at it and you were like, the grid <laughs> user. I, the, so your context that you gave me um, just now makes a lot of sense. Cause I didn't bother to look anything up about it. I was like, I'm just going to go in blind. Um, and I'm it. just going to form my own opinion about it. I'm not going to read any reviews or anything. I'm just going to go to leaf and tell them exactly what I thought of the movie. Um, But your context is so enlightening to me because one of the feelings that I had after I watched the movie was that this is the middle of of a story that's not finished yet. Um, Because um, I just felt like there was so much more that I I wanted and needed to know about the the world. They set up a universe that we never get to explore. Well, I mean, we do a little bit, but... But and, and even the very beginning of the movie, there's a there's a board. I don't know. Should we summarize the movie for anyone who doesn't know what here, we're talking about? I could do a quick summary. I could do a quick yeah. summary. Yeah. Um, a, a man named Flynn in the 80s uh, enters a computer and he has adventures inside of a computer and it's crazy. And he meets a guy named Tron. Years later, he tells those stories to his son. But then he goes missing. When his son grows up, he gets sucked into a computer and has crazy adventures. And he meets his dad. And then he leaves the computer and we all had a great time. Yeah, that's that's the summary. Thank um, you. But I will say at the very beginning of this film, there's a, a board meeting. Mm. But you find out that Flynn's son, Sam. Sam. His, yeah. Sam is like the majority shareholder of the company. And so um, he can kind of steer the company in whatever direction he wants to go to. And he chooses to do it in this kind of... Um, like rebellious, uh, backhanded. Um, I'm only going to show up once a year and I'm going to shoot down all of your ideas and then I'm going to uh, jump off of a building and ride off on my motorcycle. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. It's like cool, like apartment made out of storage yeah, containers. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what's going on. They're real cool guys. They're like, I feel like a, a guitar solo should just like, fought, like, like, <laughs> like be his entrance into every He's incredibly building cool. he walks into. He's a cool dude. He's a cool guy. Um, but he, he sort of, uh, disrupts this board meeting in which they're discussing the future of the company and there's a guy and yes. the guys and, and a guy's son. And they're like, oh, we have determined the future. We've like, we have a new, like a new iOS, basically a new operating system and we're pushing it out there and it's going to revolutionize things and we're going to make lots of money and it's going to be great. And then Sam's they even like, make the joke where like, what's the upgrade? And he's like, we changed the number on the box. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 
Sam is like, um, this is BS and I'm not going to let it happen. I'm going to push the op, the operating system out for free. And, and the, the, the guy and his son are like, oh, rats foiled. We've been foiled again by Sam. And I was expecting that to be way more of a plot point in the movie and and the actor who plays the son is like a recognizable actor like i've seen him i think he played scarecrow in one of the the batman movies and so i was really thinking like oh these are the villains of the series no they're They're (laughs) just there i think (laughs) what i think is that this was a breadcrumb for like the next movie right i was thinking as i was so when when i finally well, I finally let go of that because the action goes in a very different direction. And I'm like, oh, okay, that board meeting was sort of inconsequential, actually. Like, this is the story. When he gets sucked into the computer, he finds out that his father, who created this world, this electronic world. He's their um, god, right? Yeah. Well, n- not necessarily. Mm-hmm. He, well, he is their god, but he, he also created... Yeah avatar of himself that is actively leading the world and he's not really oh go ahead clue clue is his name and he's not really got the best intentions he um he is aware that there's a portal from the computer into the real world because obviously Flynn got here somehow and he's been waiting for the portal to open so that he can go out into the real world and mess stuff up um and well, and uh, also clue um was the one who sent the original message to sam yeah. to get him in there he was yeah. changing the game yeah. right sam like one of the guys uh gets a page yeah. from his dad to meet him at the arcade and so sam goes thinking he's gonna see his dad and he gets sucked into the game um so that's the story the story is all about sam and his dad and clue and tron and everything that's going on in this computer and how we cannot let them get out into the real world because he's a bad he's a bad guy um and he's got the red suit so you know how you know he's bad because he's wearing the red suit he's not good the visuals mm. of the world are mm, mm, mm. I, you know what i'm so happy about so i watched it maybe just a little bit before i that's why i issued the challenges because i oh, didn't, okay and i, I was worried I they wouldn't it. i was worried they wouldn't age that well because it's it's an older movie when it 2010 or something Here, oh, let's yeah let's if there only there was a way to know and <laughs> um, i was worried it wouldn't age well but i watched it recently and it's like you said it's 2010 yeah, you were right. God, if only I knew like like how car insurance worked, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Instead, I know things that I don't need to know. But it's everything is made of like polished glass and, and everything's neon. neon and glass, and it's beautiful and ever. It's just such a cool world, man. And um, the other thing I was a little concerned about is I never watched that original movie, and I thought like, is my experience watching the sequel going to like suffer from the fact that I haven't seen the original movie. And the answer is no, not really. Like, because they do a pretty good job of explaining the world and what's happening. Um, And you, you don't need to have watched that movie to watch this one. Um, Jeff Bridges plays Flynn and he played him in the original movie and he plays him now. um, However, many years later, uh 20 something years later and um golden age baby golden age he's excellent 
I love him. Um, I, I'll watch any movie with Jeff Bridges. I think he's great. I love his vibe. Um, I love the outfits in this movie. The 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 costumes in this movie are off the chain, especially Jeff Bridges' coat that he wears with the neon on the inside. Love that because like he's an older man. You can't really put him in a skin tight suit. Like that's not a good look for him. But he wears this like cool like wizard robe. It's awesome. He's he like looks, a techno wizard. Everyone yeah. looks great in yeah. the movie. Um, I love the scene where they go to the like the bar and they're supposed to meet somebody and then they that, that guy kind of double crosses them. That guy is played by Michael Sheen, and he's another one of my favorite actors. And you can tell he is having so much fun in this movie he is chewing all of the scenery he's amazing um it's i thought it was in that same bar scene um speaking of course they're just they're just wearing their helmets because they fit in that world perfect by the way did you uh, speaking of the daft punk the score it is it is ridiculous how good the score is every every track is amazing yeah all it's all done by daft punk it's amazing you know yeah and i didn't realize that until i saw them and then i was like is that daft punk and then i like i just quickly googled daft punk tron legacy and it was like yeah not only was that them but they did the whole score and i was like oh wow what's that character it's zeus right though you just and he goes he goes he goes change the change of music boys play something a little more de-. and then they're, they're like okay and they're just like yeah yeah i'm glad i'm so glad you liked it i was nervous i i thought it was a really cool movie um my just uh, my only complaint is that once it once it ended i was yeah. like that's cool where's the next movie oh there isn't another movie and um that's a bummer to me (laughs) that's a real bummer because it has like you said i feel like that had that ip has the potential to like be a a big like i guess people weren't into it they're not into it it's like to give a little more context and it's a bit of a bummer is that i really think that's what they were they were setting up to be like a uh um like a a pirates of the caribbean right like we're gonna hang out in this world because so they had this movie well in addition to this movie um they had uh this was back in the time of video game movie tie-ins yeah so the video game wasn't the story of the movie but it's like this is a side story in that same universe and there was a comic book series like a a mini series that that filled in that universe between the movies and then this one's actually pretty good i never got to finish it but on disney plus there was a animated show called tron tron something just look it up tron something computer related and it's really good it's 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 and it takes place that's tron uprising thank you tron uprising and it's a really cool um series and it involves programs like the program uprising like the good guys that are on the other side they're not users like uh sam and and his dad and so they really were setting this up to be like hey you're gonna have fun in this world and i guess it's here that i'm sure it's an expensive movie right you know, yeah, and I'm sure a bunch looks, of people went. It looked expensive for 2010. Yeah, like I'm watching it in 2022, thinking it looks expensive. So. I, I did my part. I saw it. I saw it twice. I saw it twice. I had really bad. This is too much information. I had really bad athlete's foot that day. It was so oh. itchy, but I went to the theater anyway because I was like, I want to see this movie. Anyway, it was like just right on the top of my foot. It was terrible. I remember this. Anyway, and I was like, don't scratch it. You're gonna ruin the movie. Um. Let me tell you one more cool thing about this movie yes, too. Do. 
So this movie, you could watch it in theaters in 3D, right? But wait for it. They give you the glasses at the beginning. There's a little warning that says the beginning of this movie is not in 3D. There's nothing wrong. So what it is, the movie's not in 3D. But when you go in the computer. I love that. That's a wizard of Oz. It's it's one of well, it's it's one of those because remember there was a period, I think there's still things in 3D, but it's like when something's in 3D that was never intended to be 3D, it feels a little weird. Like, okay, that's kind of oh, Captain America threw a shield at me. That's cool. You know, thanks, guys. I I saw Thor in 3D, not because I wanted to, but because it was like the only showing that had seats. And it was like, I remember the only scene was like when Jane Foster's like driving the truck. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) It was so, it's such a cool use of 3D and it's like normal. And then you're in the computer. So... That's pretty cool. I kind of wish I could go back in time. It and, was really cool. It was, it was so cool that I, I almost forgot about my athlete's feet. It was really good. <laughs> my athlete's foot. It was just one foot. Um, But no, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. And I, it's just such a cool movie. And it makes me, because he kind of reunites with his dad. And, and there's this really cool, which I never picked up the first time I watched it, like this almost like this um, um, like a Zen philosophy where Flynn wins by just taking himself off the board completely, yeah. you know? And it's just, it's so smart. And like this idea of, of by just by stranding himself in this world, he keeps our world safe, you know, the things he gives up. And like when I mentioned earlier, like he's their God, he created that world, but then that comes with obligations too. Like are his creations happy with him clue's not happy because he's doing what he was asked mm-hmm. he's just doing it too well you know yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a it was a good movie i enjoyed the recommendation um it uh it it kind of made me think of uh i don't know why it's made me think of this but it made me think of like because I was so bummed when I when mm. I finished the movie and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm really bummed that they didn't make another one of these movies. I didn't have the whole context and I didn't bother to look it up, but I was just yeah. like, there's no more Tron on Disney Plus. Like, I didn't I didn't notice there was an animated series. Maybe I'll check that out. But I was yeah, like, pretty good. Sure. I was like, I was like, this is a bummer. And then I thought to myself. There are many times where um, at the library, and we're about to tie this into Tales of the Library. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Many times, many times at the library where we have to do something called weeding. And um, this is, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the world of libraries, Leaf and I work in a library and something you have to do to maintain your collection in the library is weed uh, books from the collection that haven't been circulated in however however long your standards are maybe it's a year maybe it's 18 months maybe it's two years it depends on the size of your library but um you you pull statistics on what is checking out your library and inevitably there's a book on there a movie on there that you really liked and you're like are you kidding me this book hasn't checked out in two years this is an amazing book. People are really missing out on this. I don't want to read this. And then you say to yourself, well, people didn't want to read it. And we're always getting more books in. They're constantly, we live in a golden age of entertainment. People are constantly making more books and more movies and we don't have room for everything. Um, And so we will have to read it. And that's kind of how I felt after I watched Tron Legacy. Um, Not to like 
put it like not to be like a downer at the end of this love fest that I had for the movie was like that it was kind of like oh well I really like that but other people obviously didn't and it didn't they didn't get another one and we had to weed that movie from <laughs> from the production schedule <laughs> it had to be weeded from existence it's so it, it's funny you you saying this it actually kind of makes me wonder right so the movie came out in 2010 right but we know because of how movies work and all that they're working on it what let's just pretend they started it in 2008 right two yeah, years or something maybe, yeah 2008 they started working well 2008 as everyone knows as everyone wakes up every morning and goes ah 2008 is the year iron man came out right <laughs> and so i wonder if they started making uh, and they were like we want a franchise that's like a universe and they're like it's got to be tron and, and they, i'm sure they've got a boardroom and they're like we need something that's part new part nostalgia and we're going to come at it with this you know four-prong approach and it's going to be great well it rolled out in 2000. 10 well 2008 2009 we know there was there was a bit of gap between because they were like we didn't know iron man 2 what year's iron man 2 is iron man 2 2009 or 2010 let's see please 2010 thank you so then iron man so iron man 2 is essentially like the beginning part of them being like no this is more than just a joke at the end of the movie we're really doing this and i think they were like okay so we're letting tron legacy come out there We'll see what happens, and we're rolling the dice, and we're going with we're going with Disney guy, or we're going with Marvel. I'm sorry, yeah. you yeah. know. Which yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I mean, can we really be mad at them? We love no. All <laughs> no. After all, after <laughs> all that, like, if someone was like, "Hey, do you want more Tron movies or no MCU?" I would be like, "Well, <laughs> uh, you know what? That the legacy was good. It's fine. We don't need more." um yeah yeah but yeah. i'm really glad you liked it i i, yeah, I it love it so much and it, it reminded me of the bittersweet bittersweet experience of weeding one of your favorites from the mm. collection of mm. of you know what other people didn't dig this as much as i do but at least i got to experience it and have a good uh a positive interaction with mm. it and uh that's how i feel about tron legacy and now ladies and gentlemen leaf and i are bringing back an old segment for Tells the podcast from the library. It's been so long. <laughs> Tales from the library. Tales from the library. Read some books. Read some books. We also have online resources. If we have any new listeners, as in like new within the past year, um, you probably don't know this, that we used to have a segment called Tales from the Library, where we talk about things that have happened in our library. Heartwarming, we disgusting, horrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'd say they're more like uplifting. Sometimes they involve poop. That is true. Yeah. We would just tell stories about what it's like to work in the library. And um, to be honest, we cut the segment during the pandemic because we weren't really getting to do a lot of like cool library stuff. Yeah, there was I, a think, lot of, like, I think three of our tells from the libraries were like, so anyway, for COVID precautions, we're uh, cleaning our counters seven times a day now. And then the next <laughs> one was like, yeah. actually, so... Uh, Last week we had programs and now we don't do programs anymore. And next update is, uh, so I still have a job. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. So it was a little depressing, um, to, uh, to, to visit that. And so we, we cut the segment, but you know what? The world's a different place now and we're bringing it back. 
you know what? Just like Tron Legacy <laughs> 3 is coming back, baby. <laughs> so, uh, Leaf, tell me a tale from your library. Here we go. So in my teen area, and I say my, not my teen area, but I'm the head of the teen department. So the teen area that I'm responsible for, along with my my cohort of co Co-teambrarians. Co-teambrarians. Um, has an art gallery. And um, I uh, contacted a man to display some of his art. I prefer it to be art by teenagers because this is a teen art gallery. But I would also prefer any art so that I don't stare at uh, big empty wires hanging on my walls. That makes me sad. And frankly, it makes the area look bad, too. Anyway, I contacted him and he was like, well, I've got uh, my son paints and he's like i think 12 so he's a little bit younger but i mean he's right within that pattern i was like sure yeah bring his artwork in i don't need to vet it put it up man you know go for it well tess i walk in you know what this artwork is <laughs> what is it it's just it's just wieners no i'm joking <laughs> I, I walk in it's like something grotesque <laughs> no no i walk in you know what it's all sonic man he's got sonic paintings like all over the place yeah, it's crazy yeah. which if we have any new listeners i've recently been converted <laughs> to the to the to the um religion of sonic the hedgehog gotta go fast <laughs> and eat those chili dogs baby and um anyway i go in there it's like sonic everywhere there's sonic swinging a ring and there's a sonic give me some thumbs ups and anyway, that's a part of it. And then another part is I was, uh, what was I doing? I wasn't, it wasn't D&D. It was another tabletop game. And I'm playing it with these, these kids, these teenagers. One was like a teenager. And anyway, he was drawing Sonic. And I saw him looking at Sonic and he was drawing Sonic. And I was like, hey, that's a good Sonic. He goes, yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's a good Sonic. He goes, this one's classic Sonic. He goes, I can draw uh, modern Sonic too. And I was like, uh, and this is like a type, like, oh, this is more than a casual Sonic fan. And he was like, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm drawing it. And he said something else. He dropped something else. And it was like, so I'm drawing modern Sonic. And, oh, I'm drawing boost era Sonic next. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy. <laughs> he knows what's going on. And anyway, my telephone library is I just had a really cool conversation with this kid about Sonic. And we got to talk about Sonic. And he had a moment where he was like, whoa, this old lame guy likes Sonic. I was like, <laughs> I'm not like. I'm constantly trying to tell the teens, like, you don't get it, man. I'm a lot cooler than you think I am. I got, like, Sonic OCs that I write. <laughs> I'm cool, you know? Oh, anyway. you found a kindred spirit. I did. He was really into it. And we got to we got to bond over Sonic and, and why Sonic's so cool. I know? love that. It um, wouldn't be a, a podcast with you if we didn't talk about Sonic at some point. Um, so I'm glad we, I'm glad we got him out I'm glad there. glad we got to do it. Yeah. 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 Um, my tale is that uh, um traditionally at the end of summer reading um the administration likes to do something for the staff to show their appreciation for all of the really hard work for those of you who are unfamiliar with library operations particularly public library operations um, the summer is a very busy season for the library because the kids are out of school and the families are looking for fun, free stuff to do indoors with air conditioning. And so we kind of go all out um, with programming and reader's advisory and really encouraging everyone to read throughout the summer. And um, it's a very busy season. And then, um, and then uh, when summer's over, uh, our, our administration... Uh, at our library kind of likes to show their appreciation by doing something for the staff. 
And um, uh, so right uh, to, uh, today and yesterday were staff appreciation days at the mm. uh, at my library branch and they catered uh, lunches from Chipotle. I was this close to starting a podcast with my mom called Chipotle <laughs> cast where we would record on news about Chipotle because I love it so much. My mom's dog's name is Chipotle. I, know, I was just about to say your mom loves Chipotle so much. She named the dog Chip. Yeah, um, so I love Chipotle. Uh, oh my gosh. Chipotle is my life. And I was so happy to eat Chipotle and we're doing one more thing to appreciate a particular staff member that I think you would appreciate, Leaf. Um, you may remember uh, uh, our staff member, our coworker, Jim. I do remember um, Jim. Is Jim's 20th anniversary of working for the library. Very he's nice. been here for 20 years. Um, he's uh, uh, a very nice, very kind, very hardworking, very athletic um, guy. And um, they, uh, this is so sweet. They got him a cameo. Um, if are you familiar with cameo? It's a it's a service where celebrities can record. Oh, I was thinking of a cameo them. like a jewelry. No, that is a a thing. But cameo. The, I was like, this is getting cameo, weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah, the cameo that I'm referring to is there's a it's an online service where there are uh. Uh, people of interest, <laughs> you could call them celebrities, but a lot, um, who are uh, available for personal messages. So like actors, comedians, athletes, um, and there's a few WWE uh, personalities on there. And Jim is a big fan of the WWE. And we um, kind of conspired with his sister to find out some of his favorites. And we found one of them on Cameo. And we asked him if he would record a message for Jim. Oh, and so he cool. and he did. And it's a really sweet message. And we're going to present it to him next week. And I'm really looking forward to it. So he um, hasn't even seen it yet. You're going to have to give us an update. It yet yeah well because we weren't um well first we weren't sure how much money we could raise for the cameo because they they come at different price points and so we we're just gonna see like how much people would like donate towards this idea and then um uh, a thing about cameo is like they they could refuse like they could be like oh i didn't have time this week so we didn't want to like get anybody's hopes up um, but we got the cameo and it's great. Like the guy talks for like five or seven minutes about how um, how much we appreciate Jim and how well, and Jim's had a lot Who's of ups. the guy. Who's the wrestler? Um, I don't know because I don't know anything about WWE. He calls himself the coach. Oh, my God. The coach. The coach. Yeah. The, the, I don't you know, know why. No, I don't. But oh, I was originally gonna. Was that good acting? Did I trick it you? Was. Yeah. I was. I don't know who the coach is, but um, I was gonna think of like a fake wrestler name and make a joke. <laughs> and for some reason, in my head, all I got was Big Time Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get Big Time Newman? <laughs> Guys, um, are you ready for Big Time Newman? <laughs> Um, so I'm I'm excited for us oh, to present that's that so great. and that's my my tale from the library. <laughs> that is that is delightful. Yeah, yeah. Um, Leaf, have you learned any life lessons recently? Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did. That's great. Let's talk about it. 
Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so anyway, I was talking to our mutual friend Elizabeth yesterday. And you know a me. Treasure, a gem. Uh, well, well, Elizabeth, if, if if you're listening or if you're somewhere in the world, you are you're an absolute treasure among 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 humans and uh thank you for existing anyway i had a you know i had an epiphany as i'm prone to do and uh i was talking with elizabeth about just i've had a, a good couple of stretches at work you know i've had a couple of uh, a tough time kind of reaching an equilibrium at work and a lot of self-doubt and and a lot of frustrations and uh Anyway, I've had a pretty good string of days. A part of it could be the days off that I had, like a little reset. But I had some good strings before then as well. And anyway, I was talking with Elizabeth, and uh, and I came upon something that I've discovered. And it turned into a challenge that I have given myself. And Elizabeth says she's going to hold me to it. So I guess she's going to... What is going on? Wait, give me one sec. I'm sorry, not to get distracted. I've got a text from my wife. What is this? Is everything you, okay? Yeah, it is. It's just a text from Amanda saying, <laughs> want to take a short walk for me? Oh, take a short walk for me. Okay. Your mom still needs to walk chip potting soil. at the. She doesn't realize I'm recording. I thought it said, sorry, guys. I thought it said, want to take a short walk with me? And I know Amanda's at work. That's why I was like, what is going on right now? Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, what? Need to go walk chip. I don't think, well, this was a while ago, so I'm sure someone got it taken care of. I mean, my mom's here. My mom's here still, so okay. it's not like I'm the only one in the house. Yeah, my mom's still here. So anyway, sorry, I got distracted. Um, this is in my text. So I was um, talking with Elizabeth. I came across, like, maybe this is why this is, because I had a moment where I was like, how much is my frustrations at work? Actual legitimate concerns. And I've shared a lot of these with you, Tess. And I was like, some of them are probably legitimate concerns. And then I had a moment where I was like, how much of it is just my perspective? Like if I got hired and then the day I was hired, my boss told me, I don't know, look out for X, Y, and Z. Am I always looking for X, Y, and Z? Oh, right? You know what I mean? And this might sound weird because I, I may come across as a pretty positive person. I think I may have accidentally switched my lens. Guys, the whole point of the whole point we do this show is let's talk about the stuff we love, not the stuff we hate. You know, not the stuff that we want to complain about, not the stuff we whatever. It's the stuff we love. And I think I I cannot believe this, but even I, I think my lens got switched and I'm looking at all the things that are wrong and I'm missing all the hard work that people are doing and they're getting frustrated with me. Anyway, I wrote these things down. This is my challenge to myself for the next year. I told Elizabeth this until September 8th, 2023. <laughs> I'm going to live by these three. Three rules. This is it, man. You ready? Number one, enjoy everything. Look at your eyeballs. So here's the question. Can a man or a woman, can a human decide to just enjoy everything? Is that possible? Here's the deal. I get a hangnail. I, I tear at it. It hurts. You know what I like to do? I've told you this before. What do I do when I get a hangnail? I don't know. What do you do? You don't know? First thing I do. I get a slab of sanitizer and I slap <laughs> it right on that bad boy and I let it sting and it feels feels so good. I love it. If I can love that, maybe I can love everything. Doing the dishes, 
Could I love, could I enjoy doing the dishes? Sure. What if I decide to enjoy it? You know, what, what about, if, what if every time you do the dishes, you tell Amanda that you're just keeping up with the Kardashians? So guys, this has been same team, y'all. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, Over now, we'll never the do sh- the, sh- the show's <laughs> the show's done forever. Um, but you, yeah, let, let's say let, here's an example. What if I'm in a store and Freya has a tantrum, which lately she's kind of regressed a little bit, particularly about wanting things in a grocery store, and she's flailing about on the floor. So I could easily think one, I'm frustrated. Two. I'm mad because she's. I'm living in a house filled with her toys. So how dare you want more? Three. I'm embarrassed. Right? Could I even enjoy that? Because she's upset on the floor. That has nothing to do with me, right? You know? Could I enjoy that? And then we talked about. I was like, what if I run over a squirrel? Do I enjoy that? No. That's death, and that's violence. You know? Look at your face. So that one, I. You can't enjoy everything. You can enjoy everything. But I feel that because then I talked to, I was talking to Elizabeth and I was like, well, I feel that most of the things that I don't enjoy slash frustrate me, they don't involve death or violence, right? You know, could I enjoy, let's say I was doing appraisals and I got to give some bad news and I know they're not going to like it. The fact that they don't like it, maybe it doesn't have to bother me. I'm doing my best. I'm certainly, I'm telling you, if any of my staff are listening, I swear to you, I'm not the monster you probably think I am. I swear to you. I'm a nice guy. I'm coming from a good place. I swear to you. If I know that, maybe even the worst of days I can still enjoy. Look at you. So that's step one. Enjoy everything. And there's a caveat, unless it involves someone dying or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, could I enjoy the enjoy the drive to work? Yeah. Do I enjoy this? Well, I always enjoy this. Could I enjoy answering emails? That's a tough one. But yeah, I bet I could. I bet I could find something there. Number two, treat your, and I've said this on the podcast before, but this is another one. Treat yourself like your own child. Have I talked about this before? I feel like you have. I think I have. So so what does that mean? Treat yourself like your own child. Here's the deal. Freya's eating just garbage all day. I'm going to say, hey, eat some vegetables. When's the last time I say that to myself, right? I'm like, I eat all the garbage because I'm an adult. I earned it. Freya's watching TV all day. I'm like, hey, let's go outside. Maybe we should go look at a tree. Let's go to the playground. You know, do I hold myself to the same standards? I don't know. What if I held myself to the same standards as I do my kiddo, right? This is a good one. Kiddos are like, oh, you watch a lot of not junk, but like just entertainment stuff. You should watch something. Here's PBS Kids. Here's something educational. When's the last time we were like, man, I watch a lot of House of Dragon. I should really watch a documentary, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then also a little bit of negative self-talk. You know, Freya was like giving herself a, do- a downtime, you know, a bummer. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, what would I say? What would I say if I was my own kid? What would my mom say to me? And then the last one, I just added this one just because I do this a lot. And I was able to rhyme it. Rumination leads to ruination because I spend a lot of time analyzing what did I do? Why did I say that? Why did I? You know what? Don't even worry about my man. So here's the challenge. This is the year, man. From now until September 8th, 2023, can a human being, can a human being enjoy everything? And here's a crazy thing I'm going to tell you right now. Back in the day when I was peak, what's the phrase? I think it's Udomania. Udomania. I'm, I'm saying it wrong, but in Stoic philosophy, it's the idea of you're doing the thing you're meant to be doing, like your, your purpose. When I was peak that, it was I was in our library system 
head of children's. I knew what I was doing. I knew I was great at it. And everyone liked me. And I didn't have to bribe people with free coffee from the, from the meetings. And anyway, just, it's fine. We're moving on. But I'm saying it was peak. Mm, we got it. And people used to give me free food all the time. You're going to be like, what does this mean? I would go to Subway and a guy would be like, what kind of cookie you want? I'm like, I'm not getting a cookie today. He goes, no, what kind of wink? What kind of cookie you want? I'm giving you a cookie. Why? Because I'm a nice guy exuding super positive energy. In this past year, I think I've been a real negative Nancy. You've seen my poetry. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is fine, but I haven't been getting a lot of free stuff. Anyway, <laughs> until yesterday, I'm at a Dunkin' Donuts. I'm getting some donuts and I'm talking to the barista and I'm like, hey, my friend at work said she wants a regular donut. I don't know what a regular is. Is that a cake? Is that a glaze? And I was like, let me just take a glaze. And she said, you know what? Why don't you take this donut too, just in case? Didn't even pay for it. Wow. This guy right here. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know if this is life lesson anyone else can use, but maybe try to enjoy everything. Treat yourself like your own child. And guys, this is the this is the thing where it's like you're doing like the self the the Tim Robbins kind of thing. Ruination leads a uh, rumination leads to ruination. That's my life lesson. I like that though. And I especially love the part about overthinking because yeah. you're right. It happened. Forget about it, right? Because mm -hmm. I think there's like a secret like desire. Like if I overthink it, if I keep thinking it, I'll understand it more. Somehow, yeah. Somehow. Why did I say that? And then I'll understand. Here's the secret. It's the secret. And I'll no. be able to avoid ever having a bad situation ever again if I can just understand this one bad situation. And really, that's unreasonable and unrealistic. Here's the deal. You think Sonic work is about the past? He doesn't have time to worry about the. He's constantly moving. Where's he going? Fast. He's. You think he's like? Oh my god. Should I have? Should I have? No. Oh my god. Should I have smashed more robots? No. He's doing the best he can, man. He's living the best. He's rolling around at the speed of sound. Got to follow his rainbow. Everyone knows that. Anyway, that's my life lesson. The end of this podcast, we always end with what we call the positivity pause, where we take a pause to talk about something positive, such as things we're thankful for, stuff that we love about ourselves. And what are, what are you thankful for? Um, I am thankful for, we've mentioned it a few times in this podcast, the golden age mm. of living. I just, um, like I said, I, I just spent two weekends in a row, one weekend, which was like a four day weekend just watching stuff, consuming media and so much good stuff, just so much, so much to, uh, to celebrate. And I just, I love that. And, uh, I love that you can always find something to watch and, uh, it, it's, it's excites me. I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that we have so many creative people out there that are, they're doing it, man. They're putting stuff out there. One of the things I watched free guy, have you seen that movie? Yeah. That's a good one. It was a good movie. Anyway, Real Guy is I'm, one of those movies. Here, here, I'll jump onto it. The thing I'm thankful for is the fact we live in a golden age as well. So we can keep talking about this. <laughs> Free Guy is one of those movies where it's like so funny. And it, it to me, it, it illustrates like, because it's easy for if you don't play video games, like in your free time, it, I'm sure it's easy to think like, oh, video games are for kids, right? But Free Guy is a perfect example of a movie that could not exist if you didn't have people Adults who, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 37 or 38. I'm one of those numbers. 
And I've been playing video games my whole life. So now those guys and girls have grown up. And like this, this movie would not exist if you hadn't had people that grew up playing video games. You know, it's so good. And then at the end too, I was like, is this movie really making me feel, you know, it is so good. I was like, oh, is this actually a love story? I had no idea. I thought we were just watching Ryan Reynolds be goofy for two hours, but no, it really hit me in the feels. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, Yeah, the thing I'm thankful for is this golden age. And we talked about it, I think, a little bit on the show already uh, in the past, but uh, another example of golden age, Sandman, golden age, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, golden age! Ian McGregor's back, baby! <laughs> Ian McGregor's back! And um, uh, Hayden Christensen? You're back. What, okay. what is going on? Oh my <laughs> god, it is amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Hashtag golden age. It, it's it's a it's I think it and then it happens. <laughs> you know, I think I go, man, I wish we had some Lord of the Rings. Oh man, I you know, I really like that show Twin Peaks. I wish it would come back. Boom. Boom. <laughs> We're back. It's so good. It's so good. It's it's like, and the thing I think, not to get a little too serious, but I think sometimes it could be easy. Like I have a, a friend who who's super into Lord of the Rings and she's like, the first time I watched Rings of Power, kind of like you said, like she was like, I don't know if I liked it. And now I like it and I'm cautiously optimistic. And, I'm, and to me, it's like, hey, it's not my job to tell you if you should love it or not. But as a person outside, I can't help but feel that if you, if you allow yourself to love it, you will right like not to be that guy but it's like oh i really think like if you're looking choice to enjoy everything yeah and not to say that can't mean you can't be critical tess and i we had a conversation on 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 text where we we shared our our common uh concerns with the the captain america um falcon costume (laughs) falcon and the winter soldier yeah we we had some (laughs) concerns we didn't absolutely love it um but i mean if you if you're waiting for like I've talked to a couple people where they're like yeah Rings of Power is so good so far I was like guys come on man you know <laughs> it's like it would for me anyway it would take a lot for me to not like this show like they would have to what would they have to do like I don't know like kill Galadriel and replace her with a robot or something like <laughs> it would be ridiculous you know what I mean like we're just here to have fun I hope Tom Bombadil shows up I'm telling you right now you know oh man if there's some songs up in this piece well, i want to hear them my only constructive criticism for the show really like strong ones not I, I do songs. not enough songs that's exactly my favorite part of the entire hobbit trilogy is in the beginning when they're having dinner and they're like oh man and one guy's doing like the really deep throat singing yeah well not only that well that singing's good too but i was thinking more like when they're um they're singing about um uh smashing the dishes remember uh, and then they don't <laughs> smash the dishes and bilbo's all nervous bilbo back and thinks and it's so good anyway um thankful golden age thing i love about myself i'm gonna say this right really? now we, we gotta let the the listeners. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. I got. They love I, I know, and maybe listeners, maybe you also love that we live in a golden age, and you're you. like, you covered it, guys. You smashed it. But just in case you had something else that you're thankful for, we'll go ahead and say it mm. now. Thanks for catching that, Tess. So anyway, Golden Age. <laughs> All right. What do you love about yourself? I love that I'm a gosh darn. I'm a, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm a I'm a bona fide beefcake. I'm a great looking guy. I really am. I'm just a naturally 
I'm a naturally good looking guy. And here's the deal. Can I lose some weight? Sure. Does my primary physician always tell me, hey, you got to lose some weight? Yeah, you're right. And even when I message her through our uh, 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 doctor web portal and I go, are you sure I need to lose weight? And she's like, yeah, you definitely do. I get it. But I mean, even at my uh, being a heavier dude, I'm just like a solid beefy boy. You know, it's like Amanda, she like, look, I come out and it's just like, it's like a majestic stallion rising I'm, from the bed. I'm really glad that you can internalize those feelings because I, I, when I tell my husband constantly how handsome I think he is, and he's always telling me, "Oh, stop! You have to say that." Really? I used to tell stop him with- how handsome he was too, but then I was told to, I was asked to stop. <laughs> sexually objectifying yeah mine was yeah that's exactly what you said please stop sexually objectifying my husband he's just a good looking guy i mean really you know guy but he doesn't internalize that Mm. um so i think something you should also love about yourself that you've been able to internalize those good feelings and and take those compliments and and really feel them and shine thank you i mean it got me a free donut you know so Don't tell me, uh, don't tell my doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, doctor, I'm so sexy. They're giving me free donuts. She's like, don't I, eat once, donut. I once got free donuts. Um, I was at uh, the donut place that's really close to the library. And uh-huh. the guy behind the counter said, you're the storyteller lady. And I was like, ooh, that's not, that makes me sound so mysterious. Yeah, I was like, yes, I am the storyteller lady. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, my son loves your stories. Um, donuts on the house today. And I was like, thank you very much, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I popped in for a maple donut and a, and a little cup of coffee. And I, I got it uh, gratis due to the fact that this man's son loves my stories. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's something well, you love about yourself, Tess? The thing that I chose to love about myself this week, it's its interesting because you talked about an active choice to enjoy everything, mm-hmm. like looking at things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise enjoy and choosing to enjoy. Um, the thing that I like about myself is I, I do something similar <laughs> in the situations in which I am uh confronted with things that i don't enjoy what i do is distract myself Uh, (laughs) and i was going to really pat myself on the back for how good i am at distracting myself and now i wonder if maybe the next step in my evolution would be rather to just distract myself from the thing that i don't like which does take skill and i'm i am gonna give myself props for that because it's really easy to to just get kind of, I mean, for someone like us who've suffered from depression and anxiety, um, it can it can be easy to to get kind of bogged down in something and kind of just spiral, uh, do a little despair spiral, and like all it takes is like one thing to kind of set you off, and then you start thinking about all the other bad things that are going on in the world or your life or whatever. Um, and then what I do typically is then I just distract myself with something else. Like I, you know, watch a show or read a book or listen to a song or, uh, just pull up a little YouTube video or something. I distract myself and I, I think about something else and then I feel a little bit better. And, um, that's great. 
I do think maybe though you've you've turned me on to the the evolution of this idea, which is then choosing to enjoy the thing that uh that maybe you feel negatively about and maybe one day I'll get there but the thing that I like about myself today <laughs> is that I'm at least able to distract myself I was having this conversation at on my lunch break today and uh we were talking about um there's this guy I watch on Instagram I follow him on Instagram and he's been doing a series of reels about the best places to cry in Disneyland <laughs> because he goes he goes to disneyland a lot and he says these are the best places to cry so he'll be like hey guys this is part seven of best places to cry in disneyland is splash mountain one of them because then you can be like oh i got splashed on my face like that's all water on my face that's great that's a good one um areas of the park that aren't like frequented by visitors like maybe like around a corner or maybe like um and and my coworker said, "Why would you, why would you want to cry in Disneyland?" And and then and then one of my other coworkers was like, "Oh, kids cry in Disneyland all the time. You know, kids are just emotional, and so they with might, all the emotions. They, yeah, they they might start crying, and it's maybe it's good to have a place to cry. And I was thinking to myself, oh, I was thinking about you know." when you are hit with despair about the the state of the world and you feel like crying i was like that's what i was thinking of yeah. and the guy the guy was like are there good places to cry in the library and i was like oh yeah the flex office is my favorite place mm-hmm. to cry i was like you can act like you're having a meeting but really you're just crying your eyes out and i was like oh god this isn't normal for everybody else <laughs> Well, I mean, to me, I think it's normal. One of my favorite things about my job is the fact I've got an office. I just close the door oh, and yeah. I crawl under the desk and I cry. It's incredible, you know. I, cried, I, cried I mean, the carpet is incredibly absorbent. It will just take those tears, man. You I know. At my desk a, a few weeks ago, I don't have nearly as private a desk as you, so I had to play it off like I was really sniffly. I'm like, oh. I'm still sick. What I do is I always take a pen with me under the desk. So if anyone ever comes in, they go, what are you doing? I was like, I dropped my pen. Oh, good. See, I got a plan. See, I got a plan. It's first of all, guys. Hey, if you got to cry, just cry, man. It's fine. There's no shame. Some people get uncomfortable about it and that's fine. They can live with it. You know, it's okay. You know? So, Um, so anyway, a thing that I love about myself is that I can distract myself and you listener. There it is should think about something that you love about yourself and say it out loud to yourself right now. That was a good one. I hope you said it. Yeah. I hope so. If you didn't, again. You didn't go to jail or the military, (laughs) just like Elvis Presley for shaking his hips too much. Yeah, don't you dare gyrate on TV. Don't you dare gyrate sweating all over the place, man. You sweating. Um thank you so <laughs> much for listening. It, wait, can we bring it full circle? Like yeah. Elvis like needed to move while yeah. thing. Like he couldn't just stand in one place. He had to move. Yeah. It's like it's, Sonic. It's it's just knock it off. He was like it's it's funny because he 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 his manager, Tom Hanks character talks about like how he's addicted to the love of his fans. And, he, and Tom Hanks's character says he's addicted to your love. Us, the viewer, we're the fans. It's really interesting. And then when he's not on stage, he resorted to pills and whatnot. So like him moving and 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 gyrating and, and pumping his fists and doing all kinds of weird stuff, 
that's him reacting to the drug of everyone's excitement, you know? And that scene when he comes out from the stage and he's just full on lip kissing these women, like full oh, yeah. on open mouth, just Frenching 20 women in a row because they love him and he loves them. And it's, it was really, it was incredibly interesting, you know, incredibly interesting. Fans, um, listeners, listening friends, um, if you've enjoyed yourself, please consider liking or subscribing. But really, and this isn't us being cool, we really don't care. We want you to, I mean, all joking aside, we we honestly do not. We want you to take care of yourself and thinking about like, oh God, subscribing. Oh my God. Oh, when's the new same team y'all coming out? Or, oh, I got to listen to all the, what is it? 70 before this. You don't have to do, you guys don't have to do S. Just take care of yourselves. <laughs> anyway, if you wanted to, that'd be cool too. We also have a YouTube channel. Feel free to check it out. All you're going to do is you're going to see our faces matching up with the the words that you just heard. So if you want to see the best goddamn looking man on the planet, um, <laughs> you can look up Idris Elba. And then if you want, you can watch our YouTube channel. You'll see me. And you'll see Tess. And um, anyway, we would we would like that too. And uh, we also have a Spotify account. Feel free to look for Same Team Y'all, Y apostrophe A-L-L. And uh, you'll find some music that we've uh, curated for your listening enjoyment. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I recently made a playlist of my favorite songs by the band Death Cab for Cutie. I've, did I tell you I've listened to that, by the way? It was really good because I usually just listen to the same album over and over again. So, <laughs> yeah, Death Cab for Cutie is, um, I like them. They're my my favorite sad boy, one of my favorite sad boy bands so nice yeah i'm thinking about making a playlist i love to make playlists um it's one of my secret passions i'm thinking about my next playlist i'd like to do one for like um hunting cryptids so like you're gonna go on a like a walk in the woods and maybe you're gonna see something mysterious i kind of want to make like a like an atmospheric like cool like walking through the woods playlist i was thinking of doing a playlist for um just like richard powers books like (laughs) like kind of like heady big world kind of stuff but i my favorite thing is to think about playlists and then not actually make them (laughs) so i like to just think of them and then I, that's a good point. I probably make one out of every 20 yeah. playlists that I like conceive of in my brain, but there's a lot of them on Spotify if you want to go check them out. Like I only do one out of every 20 podcast ideas I think of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, we don't don't ever forget that that you are incredibly special. You you shine with a, a light of a thousand candles. And you're, you're like our Galadriel. Uh, um, Galadriel. Thank you. And Elrond, all rolled into one beautiful <laughs> human being. Um, and don't forget, we love you. Oh, God, that got weird. We love you. <laughs> but not in a creepy way. Yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs>